0: This message comes from Capital One. Your business faces unique challenges and opportunities. That's why Capital One offers a comprehensive suite of financial services backed by the strength of a top 10 commercial bank. Visit CapitalOne.com slash commercial. Member FDIC.
1: Quick question. What is the most common store in the U.S.? What do you think? Target? Maybe Walmart? It's Dollar General. There are more than 19,000 locations across the U.S., and they open roughly three new stores each day. Add another $16,000 stores if you include Dollar Tree and Family Dollar. Some of you shop at Dollar Stores for a bargain, but at what cost?
0: Hi, I'm Matthew in Oceanside, California. You can get real good deals at uh, Dollar Tree. There are some things I get like hand wipes. That would be twice as much in a, you know, regular store that I use uh, in the bathroom, (laughs) not getting too personal. But on the other hand, the growth of these dollar stores is indicative of America getting less prosperous and more poor.
1: Matthew, thanks for that message. How do dollar stores affect local economies, and how many are too many? Some places are limiting how many can exist within city limits, including Birmingham, Alabama. This show is part of our Remaking America partnership with six public radio stations, including WBHM in Birmingham. It's a project looking at how our government is and is not working for everyone. After the break, we take a closer look at the playbook some city reps are using to regulate their local market. We also hear your thoughts about dollar stores. I'm Jen White. You're listening to the 1A Podcast, where we get to the heart of the story. We'll be back with more after this short break. Stay with us.
0: This message comes from NPR sponsor REI Co-op. REI has gear, clothing, classes, and advice for camping and glamping, biking and hiking, axing and snacksing backpacking and another outdoor thing that rhymes with backpacking visit your local rei co-op or rei.com for the million and one ways you can opt outside
2: instead of scrolling mindlessly
0: engage mindfully with the npr app with a mix of on-demand news stories from this station and your favorite podcast you can relax without shutting off your brain download the npr app today This message comes from Wired. On Wired Politics Lab, you will be guided through the exciting, challenging, and sometimes entertaining vortex of Internet extremism, conspiracies, and disinformation. Listen to Wired Politics Lab wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Let's get into the conversation. Joining us now is Stephen Basahab. He's the wealth and poverty reporter for the Gulf States Newsroom Collaborative. He produced a three-part series on the rapid expansion of dollar stores in the Gulf South. Stephen, welcome back to the program.
3: Good to talk to you, Jen.
1: Also joining us is Willie Lake. He's the mayor of York, Alabama, home to 2,400 residents. Mayor Lake, thanks for joining us.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: So Stephen, how much and how quickly have dollar stores expanded in the U.S. in recent years?
3: It has been this kind of astonishing, uh, expansion of dollar stores. I mean, we're talking, Dollar General opens about a thousand stores every year. So we're talking about three, about three stores, uh, a day. I mean, they've essentially doubled, uh, since 2008. I mean, that time around the, the Great Recession, that seemed to be what really helped to, like, push forward dollar stores to this kind of massive, uh, expansion where, I mean, like, you can just drive around and you can see dollar store. It feels like uh, uh, every corner. It is not hard to see uh, and, and, and notice uh, just about every uh, uh, stretch of street in America how much these stores have expanded.
1: Let's go back to our voicemail box. We got this message from one of you who doesn't love dollar stores so much. Hi,
4: my name is Zafira, and I do shop occasionally at my local dollar stores. But I recently noticed that not only are some of the prices not cheaper, They're actually jacked way up, so I have quit shopping at two of my local stores in particular because I feel like they're they're price gouging.
1: Now, Stephen, we're talking about two companies here: Dollar General and Dollar Tree, which also owns Family Dollar. What is the dollar store business model?
3: I mean, so what's really important to notice? Like, if you go into a dollar store, you notice most things aren't. Literally a a dollar. Uh, for a long time, Dollar Tree was the only one that's actually of the major three brands that was sticking to that one dollar price point. Even now, they're at a dollar twenty five. But it's really the thing that makes a dollar store a dollar store is this idea of cheap we 're talking uh cheaply made buildings, cheap labor, and they 're not paying people very much and also hiring as few people as they possibly uh, can uh cheap products often means you 're going to have uh canned goods rather than produce, which is more likely to to spoil you 're going to have it at some stores for so most of these dollar stores aren 't going to have uh, uh, fresh produce that 's going to risk. Uh, spoiling. The advantage of that for communities is it means these stores, they can afford to open up where no one else can. Their, their overhead is just so low, they can pull that off. The disadvantage is that they're not going to be offering nearly the same type of options as some other stores that are going to be, that could potentially be opening up.
1: And we invited both Dollar Tree and Dollar General to join the program. They both declined, but did offer written statements. A one day interviewed former Dollar General CEO Cal Turner Jr. in 2018. His father opened the first Dollar General in 1955 in rural Kentucky.
2: When you yourself come from a small town, You understand all the people of a small town. And you know that life, for many of them, is a struggle. And your opportunity in retailing is to serve struggling people, give them real, no-nonsense value, because you know them.
1: Mayor Lake, you represent a small southern town of about 2,400 residents. There's a family dollar and a dollar general in your town, but there's no full-scale grocery store. What
2: value do dollar stores offer your community? The dollar stores offer some value. They provide jobs, although they may not be high-paying jobs, and they do provide some access to food, not necessarily healthy food, and they do provide sales tax dollars that we probably would not have if they were not here. So the dollar stores typically have a mixed impact. At one time, we had three dollar stores, which is way too many. I think one is the ideal number. We have two, and it's kind of crowd out, especially independent grocery stores, because they can't, cannot compete on price. As mentioned earlier, typically dollar stores do not offer fresh produce and meat because they do have limited chef life. And if they went did the, the dollar market concept, it would be much better. I mean, it's the dollar general concept, where they actually have a grocery store inside the dollar store. That would be ideal for most communities. But most communities only have the basic dollar store to oh, provide limited, cheap products.
1: We heard from Sylvie in Bradenton, Florida, who emails, we used to have an Albertsons and a Publix within a couple of blocks of my town, As our neighborhood aged and became primarily retirees, black and Hispanic, these stores closed and built newer ones in more affluent neighborhoods. If you had no transportation, fresh food became unavailable. When Dollar General opened a fresh market in our neighborhood, we literally celebrated. These stores serve a vital link to health and nutrition in underserved areas. Mayor Lick,
2: what other shopping options do you have in York, Alabama? The nearest shopping option is 10 miles away in Livingston, Alabama. You have a another grocery store in Demopolis, Alabama, which is about twenty miles, and Meridian, Mississippi, which is about thirty miles. So you have a radius anywhere from ten to thirty miles. If people want fresh fruit, they have they have to leave York, which also means that we lose those ta- those sales dollars, which is vi- which is vital to, to survival of the community.
1: And, and what about transportation to those places?
2: Do you have a robust public transportation system? No, we are a rural area, most especially elderly and young people. Uh, they do not have transportation. So sometimes they wind up paying people 30 to $50 one way They're just to go to, to purchase groceries.
1: Stephen, what kinds of towns or neighborhoods are most likely to have an abundance of dollar stores?
3: Well, that's the thing. They've spread to just about... Uh, everywhere from like really uh uh dense urban areas to to rural areas. But what kind of makes them stand out is they are way more likely to exist in rural communities than they are in uh uh than any other business. Like I did this uh, uh when I took the time to map them out. Like if you compare it to like say uh CVS or a, a Starbucks or or McDonald's Those stores, they, they, to survive, they got to stay where the population is. Uh, The dollar stores, particularly Dollar General they are willing to open up in in rural communities. So that's what you see is pretty surprising. They also tend to be much more likely to open up in, uh, say, uh, black and poor uh, neighborhoods. But again, they don't seem too discriminating about where they're opening up. They'll go just about uh, anywhere that they can. And again, because of their cheap model, they really can open just about everywhere and make a profit.
1: Why do they set up shop in rural towns and poor neighborhoods?
3: Well, if you talk to to Dollar General, they say we're doing this uh, as a way to help. The community members are asking us to come here. We're we're providing a service that uh, no one else can. The other thing is, they're literally making a a, a incredible profit on this we when we look at like their their growth it's purely tied to the number of stores that they have that is their main business model so their main motivation from a a shareholder standpoint is to open up as many stores as they possibly can again be it a rural area be it a a air area that doesn't have as much money they will take that and they'll get incredible uh returns something like a 20 percent uh return on their investment on these stores and and that's not something we're seeing really any other kind of major brand able to do right now. Think about how much of uh, retail has shifted to online. Yes, you do have an online component with uh, Dollar uh, General. There is an online option for that. But their main bread and butter is is these physical stores. So they'll open as many as they can. And it's proven successful as they've continued to grow.
1: Well, as part of your reporting, Stephen, you spoke with York resident April Russell.
2: Well, to me, dollar stores are the bread and butter of small towns because we don't have Walmart here. So everything you need is at the dollar stores here.
3: Now, like a lot of small rural towns, York doesn't have a grocery store. It's just hard to stay open in the place with so few customers.
2: The grocery store lasted maybe four months,
1: and we still had the dollar stores here. Mayor Lake, tell us more about the grocery stores
2: that used to exist in your town. We had a Piggly Wiggly when I was growing up, but the owner's... They aged out and didn't have anybody to replace them. So they sold the Pigly Wiggly to an outside investor that lived out of town. And it just was not profitable for them to stay open. I had to compete with the dollar stores, which the dollar store can sell their products much cheaper than our Pigly Wiggly. And so it wound up closing. And now we have, have a food desert, mm-hmm. And it's very, very hard to attract a new grocery store because of our limited population. And they have to compete with the two dollar stores.
1: Is there any possibility of a mom and pop uh, grocery store opening up in your town, especially
2: with those two dollar stores there? It is probability is very limited because for my calculation it can take anywhere from five hundred thousand to a million dollars to open a grocery store, and most local people just do not have those type of resources.
1: Uh, Stephen, Dollar General made recent headlines around workers' rights. The Occupational Safety and Health Administration labored Dollar General a, quote, severe violator of worker safety laws. And at Dollar General's annual meeting in Tennessee on May 31st, company shareholders approved a proposal for a third-party audit of the company's safety practices. The company says they employ more than 170,000 people. Why is OSHA cracking down on Dollar General?
3: Well, I mean, you could see it whenever you go into a a dollar store. I mean, just look around. This is not going to be a pristine environment in many cases. It's going to be kind of boxes uh, all over the place, uh, scattered, and that's a consequence, again, of this cheap – Model, So they don't have – they're not hiring many people. So oftentimes there's just one person working in a, a store at a time, which means yeah, a lot of things like inventory get neglected because that there just isn't the, the capacity at the time. And that might sound just like, oh, that's not too fun to be walking through a store the, with a bunch of inventory lying around not organized. But that can be a hazard. Some of these uh, OSHA finds were things like blocked uh, fire extinguishers, uh, uh, fire exits, uh, tripping hazards. I remember speaking to one woman in a uh, – uh, a rural uh, Tennessee town, or hearing from her, and now she was she was concerned that she was not with her health. She couldn't. She was afraid of tripping on these boxes if she go to dollar stores. She didn't bother. Beyond that, they're also not investing as much when it comes to safety. I've heard from workers who said things like, "When a a store is getting robbed, that they are told like just." Let 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 it be taken. Whatever is being stolen, like we have insurance that will be that will cover. It. There's no real security guards in many cases uh, to actually be uh, catching and preventing this crime. And they do seem to be. There's been uh, particularly in ProPublica and New York, uh Alec Mcgillis is in 2020 did some great reporting on some of the safety concerns around these dollar stores. And that 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 is a big concern we hear about. Workers is not feeling safe at the dollar stores. Mm
1: We asked Dollar General about the OSHA violations and they shared a statement with us. It reads in part, quote, we regularly review and refine our safety programs and reinforce them through training, ongoing communication, recognition, and accountability. When we learn of situations where we have failed to live up to this commitment, we work to timely address the issue. We got this email from Rodney who says Dollar stores have a purpose, but once they reach saturation, it is no longer effective because it becomes a cannibalistic effect. Mayor Lake, as you said, you have two Dollar stores. They're two miles apart in York right now. Again, a population of just about 2,400 people. If Dollar Tree or Dollar General wanted to open another, how would you respond?
2: I would take it to the council and uh, actually oppose it. I don't think we need more than two because there's no way to get a a mom and pop grocery store with more than two dollar stores. What role would you like to see
1: dollar stores or a dollar store play in your community?
2: I would like to see them open up a Dollar General that have fresh produce and and, and, and meat. That will that will be ideal for us. Uh, we I think there's a place for the dollar stores, but if they would just expand the model to include fresh products and meat, I know there's a limited shelf life, but the the community really needs that. And I think there'll be an ideal situation for both the dollar store and for the city of York.
1: That's Mayor Willie Lake of York, Alabama. Mayor Lake, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Coming up after a short break, more than 50 cities have said enough is enough. We hear more about how a Tulsa city councilor and other local leaders put a cap on the number of dollar stores in their community.
5: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Progressive Insurance, where drivers who switch could save hundreds on car insurance. Get your quote at Progressive.com today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Humans are kind of overrated. Over on Shortwave, a science podcast, we're only kind of kidding. We're bringing you the wondrous world of animal science to your daily life. From queer animal love stories to songbird memories, we're showing you how critter knowledge informs human science. Listen now to Shortwave, a podcast from NPR.
1: Let's get back into the conversation by adding another voice. Vanessa Hall Harper is one of those leaders pushing back on the expansion of dollar stores. She's in the city council for District 1 in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and she joins us now. Councilor Hall Harper, welcome to the program. Hello. Let's go back to our inbox. Rita emails, During my career working years, every time I came home to visit my retired mom, she always wanted me to take her to a dollar store. Today I make a visit to dollar stores at least once a month for basics, not groceries. Americans are living today under more instability and unpredictability. My savings on basics at the dollar stores enable me to purchase better fresh foods at the popular food chains. Now, Stephen, only 2% of Americans' groceries come from dollar stores. Still, Americans are buying about twice as many groceries from dollar stores as they did in 2008. That's according to the American Public Health Association. Dollar General told us they plan to produce in, plan to have produce rather in 5,000 stores by January 2024. What food can people actually buy at dollar stores?
3: Well, the... And some of them you can buy your your sweet potatoes, your your uh, uh, your fresh fruit, your veggies. Uh, again, it's it's still currently a limited amount. That's kind of a little more limited to Dollar General rather than the other brands. Like uh, I need to check if this is still the case. But Dollar Tree earlier this year they stopped selling eggs because it no longer fit their uh, uh, price point. Uh, but generally, you're going to see much more in the way of canned goods. Your 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 things like potato chips and things like that are going to be what you find. There's going to be a very limited frozen section in most of these uh, stores, and what that's also kind of what makes it challenging for grocery stores to compete is not just uh, that they're cheaper. Prices is, is, it's, it's what's being sold. So like, again, you don't make ten, generally a ton of money on produce. If you're a grocery store, you supplement that with a lot of like high profit items, which tend to be your potato chips, your candies. That, those are things that are really essential to keep a, Grocery store afloat, but if the dollar store is kind of siphoning off those uh, purchases and leaving you with ju- as a, as a grocery store owner with just the things that are less profitable, that you might be losing profit on. If it goes, if people aren't buying the the fruit and it ends up going bad, and you got to throw it out, well, that's part of the the challenge with this model as far as for grocery stores.
1: Counselor Hall Harper, why did you want to limit the number of dollar stores in your community?
4: Uh, yes, because. I, I felt that uh, the proliferation of the dollar stores were actually causing food deserts. Um, it's, it, it, there was no studies done, you know, at the time when, when I approached this issue, but it was just a lot of common sense for me. Uh, it seemed that in a couple of years, very short amount of time, the number of dollar stores r- literally doubled in my district, and I have more than any other district uh, in my city. Uh, and we have nine city council districts. And so um, I do have a public health background and, and it was something that was just very obvious to me. Uh, although the, again, the studies weren't done and, and some of my fellow counselors uh, did not want to work on this issue certainly and approach it in the way that I wanted to approach it because the studies were just not there. But uh, currently there's, a, there's an enormous amount of, of information now uh, since it has been further looked into uh, throughout the nation, and so again, I think, um, based on what the gentleman just said earlier, that you know they cause food deserts, they 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 cause grocery stores to close, and that impacts quality of life, and it certainly impacts longevity of life. So,
1: Stephen, I want to tease this out a little bit. I'm curious whether. The dollar, sort of a chicken and egg question: Are dollar stores coming into communities where there aren't other options, proliferating, and then making making it harder for another type of store to get a foothold, or are they coming into communities and then driving other businesses out of the market?
3: I think we are seeing uh, uh, both things happen. Like, I, I think if you were to magically pluck every dollar store out of the the country that would not solve this problem when it comes to small businesses in 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 many areas it does not solve the problem of of grocery stores in in rural areas uh, in in york alabama uh, uh, where we just heard Mayor lake w- was from those challenges a lot of them they weren't all related to the the dollar store like if if the if those 2 dollar stores left You'd still have that problem of like, okay, you need to invest a half million to a million dollars to bring a grocery store in. That doesn't change that. But having that gro- having that dollar store there, does add another challenge when you are trying to open one up. This is, this does also vary pretty uh, significantly based on like the, the studies we do have right now, based on where you're at. We do know independent rural grocery stores are, are much more likely to be affected by dollar stores versus kind of your, your bigger chain grocery stores like your Kroger's. They're much more likely to kind of shrug off the competition depending on where you're at. The challenge is, though, like it's still – not that easy to recruit a, one of those big chains to uh, different communities.
1: Uh, counselor, tell us about District 1. That's the area you represent in Tulsa.
4: Yes. Um, it is uh, known, certainly in Tulsa. We are home of Greenwood, Black Wall Street. Uh, but it is the area of town that's known to be the African-American or black uh, part of town, um, although we are diverse. Um, but I do represent a uh, majority of uh, black and brown constituents.
1: And what were you concerned about around the health of the people living in your district as it relates to dollar stores?
2: It,
4: it, uh, the health um, numbers were, were dismal um, some years ago, uh, and, and we continue to, to uh, have a study, a long, long, longitudinal study that measures uh, the life expectancy, and, uh, and around 2012, Uh, A study showed that you lived 14 years less. Your life expectancy was 14 years shorter if you lived, just based on your zip code, if you lived in North Tulsa, which is predominantly the African-American community, versus South Tulsa, which is predominantly the white affluent community. Um, And so that in and of itself uh, uh, speaks to the, the significance of those determinants of health that we now know uh, really dictated and determined your quality of life and certainly the longevity of life. Did, and so, how, how closely did that study
1: look at those determinants of, of health and what was driving that gap in life expectancy?
4: The study didn't really focus on what was the causes. It focused more on the fact that it existed. Um, and then being in public health and as a community, we started looking at determinants of health and what actually drives those numbers. And access to healthy foods is certainly one of them. Um, then, of course, there are other resources, access to, to preventive health and and equality of health. All of those things play a role in it. But most certainly, you cannot live a, a healthy life if you don't have access to healthy foods. Um, it is it is literally impossible.
1: What other so shopping I, apologies, what other shopping options do residents in District 1 have?
4: Currently, because it took us five years, we do have a full service grocery store. Uh, just to the, point, to the gentleman's point, we had difficulty, I had difficulty re- recruiting some of the larger national chain stores, uh, like the Research Store, which is uh, a family owned restaurant, excuse me, a family owned grocery store here in Tulsa. I uh, reached out to Walmart, hoping that they could bring a neighborhood Walmart. Uh, to the community, um, and learned then that they are no longer Walmart is no longer building neighborhood WalMarts. They are only maintaining the ones that they have. And so, after uh, we reached out to Aldi, um, and and did not get, have any luck there, so we basically had to build uh, a, a grocery market uh, uh, model on our own, and we were able to do that. and It and it is not easy, and it is very expensive. Um, because it's not, you know, the uh, the single individual-owned stores uh, can't appreciate uh, the the uh, buying power that you have when you are a national chain. But that's what we were able to do. We do believe that we have created a model that can address uh, and impact uh, food food deserts where communities have not had that uh, luck in getting uh, national brand stores to come in. Um, And so we celebrated two years uh, just this past May. And so we're proud of that. And we're hoping that that model is something that can be duplicated really throughout the country.
1: Uh, Counselor Hall Harper, how do you respond to people who say you're anti-business?
4: Well, uh, I am not. Uh, I do support dollar stores. I've I've shopped in dollar stores. Uh, But what I am against uh, is the proliferation of the dollar stores when they cause health consequences, when they cause earlier or premature death. Uh, and I think that's the difference. Uh, there's a point where we, we can no longer put profit over people. And I think, uh, to that gentleman's point, uh, a sandwich shop, okay, well, guess what? A sandwich shop is not going to have a detrimental life uh, uh, expectancy impact on an entire community. But these, these dollar stores do. Uh, if that's the only option you have, to purchase groceries for your food, for your family, um, then, you know, that that is causing a huge uh, uh, inequity uh, when it comes to access to healthy food. When you initially wrote the law, though, you said you didn't
1: have that longitudinal data around why the health gap was occurring in North Tulsa, between North and, and South Tulsa. If over time the the factors that are leading to that health gap turn
4: out to be unrelated to dollar stores, would your position change? Uh, I think now, when I first started this effort, the studies weren't there. Now, they, the studies are there. The numbers do indicate that the, the proliferation of dollar stores in communities do, in fact, cause uh, food deserts, food insecurity, and uh, in, in poor health, health outcomes. And so I think it's well established at this time. What, uh, before, it was just, you know, we didn't have the studies, but we do now. And, Council, exactly what does the law you led say? It's a policy. It's a zoning policy, in fact, and it simply uh, puts regulations in place over a specific area. It's just not over the entire city, but it's over a specific area. We don't need it over the entire city because uh, dollar stores don't proliferate white affluent communities. They only proliferate black, brown, and poor communities. And so again, their model, uh, in my opinion, is racist. And so we have to do all that we can to keep that from happening. Um, and so we've put this policy in place that it it encourages or incentivizes dollar uh, uh, grocery stores, uh, and it and it limits dollar stores. There's no need to have five dollar stores in a one mile radius, um, and but that is their, that is the model of these dollar stores. You have two competing uh, competitors, Dollar General and Family Dollar, and when Dollar General changed their model from rural communities to move into the cities, they basically chose to set up shop near their closest competitor. Uh, just like if you go in any community. You see a Burger King, you're not going to go far before you see a McDonald's.
1: I want to get to this email from Aaron. who says, my son helped set up the Dollar General in Paradise, California, after their devastating fire. He said people came in there literally crying with happiness to see them open. They were desperate to have some way to get the everyday essentials they needed. He'll never forget these folks. We also got this question from Penny who says, regarding poor communities, why don't leaders encourage local community food co-ops and community gardens? I mean, Stephen, in just a few seconds, how are rural communities, communities that have food deserts responding to a lack of grocery stores where they live?
3: We have seen a lot of different creative models as far as actually getting different grocery stores because it might not be your kind of typical for-profit uh, uh, model that works. We've seen things like uh, school-run uh, grocery stores, uh, uh, own, some stores just owned specifically by the community, run by uh, the local government. So there are alternatives that can help get around this uh difficult model.
1: That's Stephen Bisaha. He's the wealth and poverty reporter for the Gulf States Newsroom, which includes WBHM in Birmingham, Alabama. Stephen produced a three-part series on the rapid expansion of dollar stores in the Gulf South. Also with us was Vanessa Hall Harper. She's a city councilor in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Thanks for joining us today. This show is part of 1A's Remaking America collaboration with six partner stations around the country. Remaking America is funded in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Today's producer was June Leffler. This program comes to you from WAMU, part of American University in Washington, distributed by NPR. I'm Jen White. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk more soon. This is 1A.
5: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Homes.com. What kind of programs does this school have? How are the test scores? These are all things parents ask when they home shop. That's why each listing on Homes.com includes extensive reports on local schools. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Support for this podcast and the following message come from the NPR Wine Club. NPR Wine Club members have contributed over $1.5 million to helping create a more informed public.